Many criticisms of Connor Bazelak right now are, to me, either overboard or unfounded. Plus, what changed with the Missouri defense this week against North Texas? Well, for one thing, I think they found a keeper on the defensive line. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou. Your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And of course, thank you for making me your first listen of the podcast day and podcast week. Yes, welcome. It is Monday. Hopefully, I can cheer you up on this Columbus Day. Never forget that in 1492, Columbus got us a day off of school. That's what's really important. But in all seriousness, we got to talk Tiger football. Tigers take the victory 48 35. I I believe I predicted 45-35, so obviously I was way off. I apologize to Harrison Mevis for shorting that young man a field goal. My goodness, is he good or what? But you know what? I've been really surprised by the amount of commentary I've seen online and just among people that I know, Mizzou fans, that seem to think Connor Bazelak is suddenly a big part of the problem with Missouri. Now, let's be honest. This Missouri defense, still a big part of the problem. Missouri has lots of problems. I'm not saying that Connor Bazelak is perfect, but my goodness, this this idea that, oh, he's just checked down Charlie, he's afraid to throw the ball downfield. I think when you actually go back and really take a deep dive at the North Texas film, I just don't think a lot of that stuff actually holds up to scrutiny, in my opinion. And by the way, one thing I've seen a lot, everybody is now suddenly comparing Connor Bazelak to former Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Alex Smith. Um, guys, we should be so lucky to have an Alex Smith in a Missouri uniform. That guy was the number one overall pick of the NFL draft, played about 15 years in the league, and yes, while Alex never got the Chiefs over the hump, by God, they made the playoffs year after year after year while he was there. So can, can we stop with the Alex Smith? <laughs> just that comparison rubs me the wrong way for a whole lot of reasons. But also just this idea that Connor Bazelak is somehow afraid to throw the ball deep or unwilling to throw the ball deep. Well, quite frankly, you go back and watch that North Texas game. That was a really conservative offensive game plan for the most part by Eli Drinkwitz. If you want to say that Eli maybe throws too many dinks and dunks in his playbook, well, maybe that's a legit criticism. To me, I think... What you saw in this football game, you did, of course, see Missouri take a few deep shots. And in fact, a perfect deep ball that Bazelak threw at least 50 yards in the air to J.J. Hester. Just perfectly timed, perfectly thrown, dropped it right in the bucket. I don't see how anybody could possibly complain about that throw. But then later in the game, this is something that probably went unnoticed 
by most people. Missouri set up a deep shot for Mookie Cooper. Basically, it was a fake wide receiver screen. That's basically all Cooper has gotten for the most part in terms of receiving targets is those outside wide receiver screens. So Missouri, in my opinion, wisely uses this trend to its advantage by setting up a deep shot. So Basilak pump fakes it as if he's going to throw the ball to Cooper, but then he takes off, starts screaming down the sidelines with all that straight line speed he's got. But guess what? The safety on the back end of that play was not fooled. He stayed at home. And instead, Connor holds onto the ball, checks it down to Kiki Chisholm for no gain. Now, a lot of Missouri fans, I'm sure at that moment, were going, oh, there's that, there, there Connor goes again, just checking it down for no gain because he's, I don't know, afraid to throw it downfield, afraid to make something happen. I'm sorry, if you go back and watch that play, that is exactly what Connor should have done. He should have checked the ball down there because his primary read wasn't there. And on this particular play, well, that was basically the only thing he had left to do was just to check it down to Chisholm and hopefully he breaks a tackle. If not, that's okay. Just live to play another down. Because every single person who is complaining about old check down Charlie, if he would have thrown that ball up for grabs, a 50-50 ball, quote unquote, and it would have been pulled down for an interception by North Texas, None of those people would have been applauding going, hey, good job, Connor, way to take a chance. So to me, stop playing the results a little bit and actually look at how the play how the play played out. What decision would you have made if you were Connor? Because in that spot, to me, just taking the, the no gain to Chisholm, that was exactly the right call. Sometimes you do need to be checked down, Charlie. To, be, to move the ball, to advance the ball forward, and most importantly, to not go backwards, to not turn the ball over. That's something that Missouri's done a little bit too much of lately, so let's knock it off. Now, I think one bit of good news for the Missouri defense for the future is I definitely didn't notice any effort problems on Saturday. I don't think this team has given up whatsoever. I think they've got too much character, too good of a locker room, to do that, regardless of what deficiencies they might have on the defensive side of the ball. But certainly I thought the Missouri defense was much improved from the extremely, extremely low bar they had to clear that was set after the Tennessee game. But you know what? I think they found at least one young guy who I think should be playing a lot of snaps going forward, and I don't think there's any doubt that he will. But you know what? Before we get there, I want to tell you about – prize picks because college football fans you know what's even more fun than watching college football having a little bit of action a little bit of personal action attached to your casual games or your Missouri games whatever it might be whether you're into college football props for the big five power five conferences or mid-major players as well well guess what prize picks has you covered and you can also Combine two to five different props together. Went up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On in your app store when you download the app today. Once again, use the promo code Locked On 
for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. So, first of all, Makai Wingo, the freshman interior defensive lineman, wow, he, he really stood out this week. I mean, obviously, we all saw him score a touchdown. That was that was an incredible play, but it was much more than that. He was affecting the backfield over and over again in really positive ways and in, occasionally in ways that weren't necessarily obvious. At one point, he basically... Not only did he engage his man, but he essentially took out Isaiah McGuire's man at one point, allowing McGuire to sneak inside and attack the North Texas quarterback for a really, really easy sack. So to me, although Isaiah McGuire got the sack there, you might as well give at least half credit to Makai Wingo, maybe even the majority of the credit. I was just really impressed with what I saw that he put on film this past week. So he's a guy, to me, we're going to be seeing a lot of Makai Wingo the next few seasons in Columbia. That's an exciting thought to have. We need more playmakers like that for sure. Now, when it comes to X's and O's, I I thought it was really interesting to see that Missouri essentially took my advice on what to do defensively, except a week late. Heading into the Tennessee game, I was suggesting, hey, Josh Heupel's going to run the football. You're going to have to just live with what happens in the passing game, especially the deep sideline stuff. They're going to take some shots. You're going to just have to hold your breath. Well, this time, finally, against North Texas, many, many more guys near the line of scrimmage defensively. I mean, most of the time... Missouri would have at least, it would at least be an even matchup, if not an extra guy. So maybe there'd be five or six blockers at the line of scrimmage for North Texas. Well, Missouri would always have six, if not seven or eight guys right at the line of scrimmage, ready to defend the run. And then on the outside, it was mostly, you know, like I said, single high safety, tight coverage on the outside, basically daring them to pass the ball deep down the sidelines. And for the most part, it worked. It was effective. Now, later as the game wore on, especially in the second half, North Texas started using the quarterback run a little bit to some effect. That was helping them you know, get some advantage or at least even up those numbers in the box a little bit because clearly they didn't want to throw the football that badly. To me, I think this is what Missouri's going to have to do against virtually every opponent for the rest of the season, I'm afraid. Their run defense is just that porous. So, fortunately, though, you you go six on six, now you at least give yourself a shot. You go seven on six, you at least give yourself a chance to make a play because clearly we can't just rely on winning one-on-one battles all the time and then up front and then relying on linebackers to clean the play up. Nick Bolton isn't walking through that door. But you know what? Who did walk through that door actually was Chad Bailey. He played quite a bit over Blaze Aldridge in that inside linebacker spot. And for the most part, he was pretty good. He definitely, I think he shows probably better sideline to sideline speed than Blaze. But also there were some pretty big mistakes by Chad Bailey as well. Certainly on a... Gosh, probably about a 30-yard gain, I would say, for North Texas. 
he was burnt badly on what's called a Texas or angle route, whichever you want to call it. Basically, the running back runs at a 45-degree angle out of the backfield and then takes another 45-degree angle, essentially going the other way across the middle of the field. Well, again, Bailey burnt badly on this play. Fortunately, the North Texas running back fumbled at the end of this. Missouri recovered deep in – North Texas was almost in the red zone. Missouri got really, really lucky there, quite honestly. Now, obviously, another huge day offensively for Tyler Beatty. What more is there to say about the guy other than he's just an obvious, obvious star? And I do have one suggestion about how I think this Missouri offense can show one more wrinkle that I think will be really tough for for any defense to deal with, and it involves Tyler Beatty and something I think all quarterbacks are best at. Yes, it's the empty formation. So I want to go into that just a little bit more after the break. But first, let me tell you once again about my favorite flavor of Built Bar, and that is the the cookie dough chunk. Easy for me to say. It's my favorite flavor, but I can barely pronounce it, apparently. But seriously, though, cookie dough chunk, Check it out at BuiltBar.com because this is a limited time flavor. So you know what? If you order it, they might just leave it around forever. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But regardless, check out BuiltBar.com. You can, if you're not into cookie dough chunk, if that's not your bag, well, what the heck? They've got all kinds of different flavors from raspberry to cherry to coconut. It's all there. There really is something for everyone. But regardless. They're all high-protein, low-cal, low-sugar, low-carbs. Yeah, that's what you want to hear, right? So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. You know what? I think Eli Drinkwitz should take a page out of Dave Yost's playbook. Do you remember about 10 years ago when suddenly Missouri was taking its empty formations to the next level with Henry Josie? Yes, James Franklin was your quarterback, Henry Josie, your running back, and my goodness, did he have one heck of a season that year. And in a very, very unconventional manner, especially for 10 years ago, you might recall that Well, Henry Josie was often in motion coming from, again, he would line up, empty formation. He would essentially get in what's now known as the jet sweep motion, although, you know, he would sort of round it off and and take a a, a different path. But regardless, the point is he was in in motion, on the move while receiving the handoff often for Missouri. Well, frankly, number one, I think, Almost all quarterbacks benefit from looking at the game from an empty formation at times. It just helps you spread everything out, see the defense, see the coverage more clearly. If you're like Sam Darnold from that famous clip a couple years ago and you're seeing ghosts, quote-unquote, well, from my experience, one of the best ways to expose the ghosts, to put the magic Ghostbuster light on said ghosts, is to spread out the formation because 
if everything is clogged together, it's just a lot more difficult to see. So you combine that advantage with a Tyler Beatty explosive player, getting him in motion at the snap, receiving the snap, or excuse me, receiving the handoff while in motion. I think that's a whole other dangerous element to an offense that makes it that would really give defensive coordinators headaches and defensive backs, linebackers, the whole deal. Especially imagine Beatty going to the left, faking it, Basilak faking it to Beatty, and now now Basilak can roll out to his right. Just a lot of problems there, and again, kind of creates some of that side-to-side window dressing that, of course, we know Eli Drinkwitz loves. Now, some people have noticed starting to sour on Eli Drinkwitz play calling here. Shocking. Suddenly, Missouri is is slightly disappointing, and well, it's got to be the play calling, right? I would just caution all fans that that's the easiest thing in the world to criticize. When things are going wrong, it's like, oh, it's the play caller's fault. Uh, Sometimes it's bad play calling, but if we thought a few weeks ago that Drinkwitz was a really good offensive coordinator, an offensive mind, let's not completely throw that notion out the window after, what, three weeks? I just think that's a bit of an overreaction as well. But you know what's not an overreaction? My love for all of you people in this audience. So thank you so much for making this program your first listen of your podcast day. And you know what? Your second listen of the day, Uh, locked on chiefs, man, I can't believe we're two and three. This is, I was not very, I was not a happy camper last night. I'm not going to lie. The chiefs are annoying me a little bit, but you know what? I can't complain. We've still got Patrick Mahomes. Everything's going to be okay. But again, what was my point? Oh, yes. Second listen, make it locked on Chiefs with Chris Clark and Ryan Tracy. They do an absolutely outstanding job of covering the Chiefs, whether they're irritating me or not. So once again, check them out for free on all platforms, including YouTube. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.